Welcome into Buccaneers Insider Live, presented by Miller Lite, Casey Phillips, and Scott Smith here coming to you from the Combine. Right now we are in the Convention Center, which as you can see behind us is where all the media stuff happens. So right now offensive linemen are actually up at the podiums talking. Yesterday it was coaches, GMs, some quarterbacks, some wideouts. So each day there's different people over here behind us talking and even some of the national media. And that is why it is always a great time to be here. We finally get a chance to, to get some new information, some new news that after a while after the season you, you don't hear from people yeah. For a bit so we got to hear from both bruce arians right. and jason light yesterday right. so i wanted to hear from you what were some of the biggest things that well, stood out right before we came over here i was over there listening to andrew thomas the uh, tackle from georgia um, he's a guy that could potentially be the bucks pick uh, Bruce Arians said yesterday that he watched a lot more offensive line tape before coming to this combine than he usually does. He says that he likes to watch the skill position guys, right? But this time he made a point of really digging deep on those guys. And the, and he said there's five or six tackles that are, when he said, big time. And it really seems like, and I've said it before on these shows, but now we're here at the combine talking to Bruce and talking to these tackles, that that's a really nice potential matchup of need and talent for the Buccaneers because there's five or six guys here, like Bruce said, that are expected to go in the first round and at pick number 14 you'd expect at least two or three of them to, to still be available that's it's a great point and I know that you know quarterback has been kind of a topic being discussed this offseason just just a smidge so uh, what have you been your impressions of of course they both got asked about Jameis yeah, a lot right. and then the quarterbacks were also the news of at the podium so so the yeah. way I've been doing to you all offseason of Jameis go, go now I'm saying yeah. quarterbacks go well I'll tell you this neither one of them were shy about I'm by that I mean Bruce Arians and Jason Light were shy about saying that if it works out they would like to take a quarterback in this draft now I don't, you know, at one point Jason said, you don't very often expect a guy you take in the draft to step right in and be your savior in year one. So it didn't sound to me like they were saying, we have to take a quarterback with the 14th pick in the draft. It could happen, but I think they just meant somewhere, if the fit is right and the pick is right, the time is right, they would like to get a young guy that they can develop. And when you think about it, six drafts now under Jason Light, and they, they did use the number one overall pick on a quarterback in 2015, but that's the only quarterback that's been selected that entire time. The last time the Buccaneers have taken a quarterback not in the first round was way back in 2013 with Mike Glennon. Wow. And then before that, it was 2008 with Josh Johnson. So it's it's not something that the Bucks have done a lot, but they would like to do that, and uh, it, it could happen. I mean, there's some interesting quarterbacks a little bit down the board here, and it could be a day two guy, like maybe Jacob Eason or Jordan Love slips all the way to round two. It could be later in the draft, like a Jalen Hurts. I mean, you know, Bruce was asked, could Jalen Hurts work in your, that's the Oklahoma quarterback mm -hmm. who, who uh, ran for like 20 touchdowns this year, or maybe 30, it was a lot. Uh, can't, could he work in your system? He said he thinks so. He wants to meet the guy and get to know him a little bit better. But he thinks there's a spot for a guy like Jalen Hurts in the NFL. You just have to kind of play in your system around him. Interesting. And I always love hearing that even the idea of fitting into the system, that they feel like meeting with the guys can help them know that. You think that that's just a, a tape yeah, thing? But no. it, it makes me so jealous of like wanting to hear what those meetings, especially the formal yeah. interviews are like. Well, some of it, he, Bruce actually said, because they asked him, how do you how do you test these guys, especially the quarterbacks, their mental acuity? He says, well, with the quarterback, what you do is you, you put them at the board. You put them at the board and say, okay, here's the defense. What's the best play to run against this? And uh, he said some of them just nail it yeah. and some of them, don't. Yeah. And, and I think if you don't, you're probably going to get moved down the board yeah. because 
I think one of the main things you want to see in a quarterback is quick recognition and decision mm -hmm. making and, and they find that by watching tape of course but also what they do at the board. Right so that's the sort of draft quarterback news. Uh -huh. um, yeah. How about when they were asked about Jameis yeah. and you know everybody had said that man we haven't gotten to hear anything since right after the season so was there any major developments or news of, of basing what no, they said? No I mean the overall story the overall responses from both Jason and Bruce are are the same as they have been in that um, they keep using that door number two analogy right and and it's just they, they keep telling us all the pieces aren't in place yet. The dominoes haven't fallen. And once some of these quarterbacks that you hear, you know, their names being thrown out, like a Tom Brady, once they start moving or staying put, then dominoes fall and you get a better idea of what's available. And uh, uh, Bruce, I'm sorry, Jason did admit that the timing is a, is a little more challenging because let's say the Buccaneers wanted to they still wanted to keep open the option of uh, re-signing Jameis, which I think they do want mm -hmm. to keep that open. Well, at a certain point, the only way to do that for 100% sure and to keep them off the free agent market is to put a tag on them, franchise or transition. But the deadline for that is March 12th, and you don't actually know 100% sure who's going who you can talk to until March 16th right. when the legal tampering period begins. So. Um, it's a little bit difficult for that reason. Yeah, that's a great point. And, and that's also an interesting insight into the combine overall of, we all focus on the, the drills, we all focus yeah. on that stuff, but there's a lot more that happens around here and, and the discussions about different things and, and even just how it could impact free agency based on what you're seeing yeah. here at the combine. So what are the things like yeah. that that you feel like they really accomplish well, here? There's, what you can't do, you still can't do, is you can't, Jason Light can't go talk to the rep of say, uh, Tom Brady. Right. You can't do that yet uh, until March 16th. You can't talk to reps or players from other teams. But two things you can do, one of them is you can listen to the rumor mill. Because right. every GM and every right. head coach and most of the coaches and scouts in the league are here, mm -hmm. plus agents, plus media. You know, mm -hmm. And rumors are going around. So you, you keep your ear on that, right? That's mm -hmm. one thing you can do. The other thing you can do is you can talk to the agents of your own team. And obviously, they're here, right? right. So there's opportunities for um, Jason to sit down with, for example, Drew Rosenhaus, who has Shaq Barrett and Rashad Perryman. Um, so they get the chance maybe to check in and maybe advance no negotiations a little bit. And um, I know Coach was saying that he said that the negotiations or the, at least the talks with a lot of these guys and their reps are going well. Mm -hmm. he, he was asked, one, one thing that I thought was the biggest takeaway from yesterday was somebody asked him specifically about I mean, he keeps saying Shaq's not going anywhere, and we all think that if they can't get a deal done in time, they'll at least put the transaction tag or franchise tag on them to extend that negotiating time, right? Right. But what about Jason Pierre-Paul? And what about Indomitian Sue? And those three in particular, because that's how the question was framed to him, so I'm not discounting like a Carl Nassib or somebody else, but the question was framed to him, is it possible that you could keep all those guys? And he said, and Bruce Arians said, I think so. So they're trying to keep all of those guys. They really want to keep this defensive front intact. Like, when you talk about Jameis Winston, you get a lot of, you get, well, we do think we can win with Jameis Winston. We do think we can improve with Jameis Winston, and we're very, we're still very interested in that. No doors are closed, but we also want to see what else is available. When you talk about those guys on the defensive front, it's like, yeah, we want him back. Right. There's no equivocation there. It's like, yeah. that, so it's obviously a, a top priority. Mm -hmm. and, and Bruce has said that a couple times. He spoke a week or so ago at that coaching academy 
it doesn't matter who our quarterback is. We've got to keep this defense yeah. in place, right? So I know that's a that's a priority, and I know they're working very hard to get all those guys signed. And one thing that'll be great about even just seeing some potential new talent on that side of you know, depending on who all you can, because maybe you're in a position where you can't bring everybody back. Yeah. That I I know that I, I believe that um, our defensive line coach is actually one of the people getting to help with the drills oh, cool. on the field. Okay. And I was thinking about how cool it's, I, I believe it's him and I it, and Harold Goodwin who helps with the offensive okay, line cool. and uh, T Mac as we call him who. Todd Manier, who does running back stuff, and I thought, man, if you were going to look at some positions that the Bucks could be interested in in you this got draft, the right guys on the field, yeah, huh? and and how cool it is for them to get to be down there interacting with the guys that you're not just watching from a suite way up high and just kind of watching, you know, what their 40 time is, whatever. You're seeing how they interact with the other guys, how they respond to how the drills, they how coachable they are. You can actually get a chance yeah, to interact with them. And when your time like that is so precious, you know, these interviews are 15 minutes I long, know. that that's that's some really that's precious cool, yeah. time. So I feel like that's that's a helpful thing from them. Um, we were talking about negotiations earlier, and I know a lot of the news today has been about the new CBA that's being hmm, proposed. Talk and about negotiations. Boy, huh? yeah. I, <laughs> an, another room I would love to be yeah, a fly on the wall exactly. in. So um, there have been some developments. I know that that's another thing that happens at the, at the yeah. combine in a lot of ways that people are meeting and, and trying to work all of this out so nothing has been done yet as of when we've been shooting you know this show if people are watching it later you know there's yeah. there's rumors that it could be that there's a meeting right? yeah there's that there could be done as soon as today wow. but um so what are some of the things that have stood out to you in terms of how these negotiations have gone and, and what this could mean for you know the bucks and the nfl overall as, as we start to look at when it would take effect well there's been a little bit of uh, uncertainty about how the nflpa side votes, right? Mm -hmm. At first they said they were going to send it to a vote of everybody, no matter what their executive committee said, and then they said they're going to have a vote of the 32 player reps, and it's all a little bit confusing how they're going to decide, but it does seem like it's close. Like, I, mean, I don't mean it's close to happening, I mean it's close within their organization, like there's a lot, there's a, it's a divide, right? right? Um, I still think they're, both sides are very motivated to get this done soon, right? Mm -hmm. They, they want to avoid... I, I, the NFLPA may be thinking that if they don't come to this deal soon, then the NFL is going to table talks and we're going to get back to next offseason. And right. then you're really imminent on the brink of a possible mm -hmm. lockout, and nobody wants that. Yeah, nobody likes their hand being forced in negotiations. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it just seems like, you know, I think the NFL is trying to get do the – give them the percentage that they want of, um, you know, 48% or whatever is 48.5% of revenue if it's 17 games. And they're trying to get a bunch of other concessions back for that, including the biggest thing, obviously, which I just said, the 17 games, which is just, it's just so weird to wrap your mind around because mm -hmm. right now the, the system that we have since the team, since the league went to 32 teams in 2002 and eight 14 divisions, it's just so perfect the way the rotation of the schedule and the mm -hmm. playoffs scenarios, formats, it just seems like it's just the right number. It's perfect. And then you throw a 17 in there. Yep. I mean, what league plays an uneven number of yeah, games? Yeah, because now those home and away games, that just is so much more important. And then imagine if one of your home games like we had last year is, is now in London. Mm -hmm. So you could potentially, the way the Bucks were last year have seven home games and another team have nine yeah i will say that i the proposal that i read said that what they would do is the 17th game would be an interconference game so an nfc versus mm -hmm. afc every team in the league would play a team in the other conference and one year all the nfc teams would have eight games 
and then the AFC team would have nine home games, mm. and then next year it would switch. So it is a little bit more equi equitable than I was worried about. I thought they yeah. were going to have to play that 17th game at a neutral site right. for every team, which is actually kind of interesting and That cool. is an interesting right? idea. Maybe, yeah. I think the idea is they weren't sure they had enough neutral venues to make that happen. Which is a good point. Um, I think you could make it happen. Yeah. I mean, play some games in Canada, play in Orlando, stuff like that. Yeah. But, um, no, at least it's somewhat fair if you have – Every team in, in each conference plays the same number of right. home games. So yeah, that's, that's an interesting point. So. All right, and then uh, finally we'll close with this here. That just overall, we always talk about how the idea of want versus need in the draft, best player available versus need, and um, just like to hear how this draft and, and what the combine is saying, and and you want to see in the combine about where the deepest positions are, yeah. where the strengths of this draft yeah. are that match up with the Bucks, and and just how well this year could right. maybe where they're they're the same thing, where your yeah. your need and your want are the same thing. It's good for the Bucks this year, and that seems to have been the case a lot recently. That just whatever draft we have with the, where the strengths are seems to be falling out well. That's in handy. Better than the other way around. <laughs> I think it is doing that again this year. We already talked about the offensive lineman, which to me is a perfect way to use that 14th overall pick. Uh, but also there's some good edge rushers and big defensive linemen that could be available, that would be available at 14 if the Bucks need it. And they'll know whether they need that or not based on what happens in free agency. And right. Bruce was saying, yes, Bruce Aarons was saying yesterday, yeah, we could get a guy there and maybe we will. But what we want to do is get our own guys back mm -hmm. and then fill in the gaps is the way he put it. So then the other thing that uh, that is by far the deepest position here is wide receiver. There, there are several people saying that there are 25 to 27 receivers that are worthy of a first through third round pick in this wow. draft. That's like one for every team. You know? yeah. in the, that's why I think it's possible that even though you have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin on this team and they want to sign Chris Godwin to an extension, so you're going to have two highly paid receivers that you want around for a long time that are clearly your starters, I still don't think it's crazy at all to think the Buccaneers will take a receiver in the middle rounds, and it probably has to do with whether or not Brashad Perryman is back. Because if Brashad Perryman isn't back, you just you still have Scotty Miller and you still have Justin Watson, but I wouldn't say those are definitely proven third options yet. Right. And if you can get a guy in this draft that you think can play right away and be your third receiver, remember, the third receivers play a lot. You know, that's like 60% yeah. of the game. Mm -hmm. three receivers we saw now. how important Brashad Perryman yeah, was exactly, to the end of the year. Right. Yeah. So I think it would, it would be the kind of thing where you don't go into this draft thinking receiver is your biggest need, but since it's so deep, you're going to be sitting there in the third round looking at a guy like Chris Godwin, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? The guy that's that good or yeah. that fast. And uh, it wouldn't surprise me at all to see the Bucks take a receiver like, say, in the third round. Wow, like interesting. That. that is definitely the deepest position here, and everybody's raving about those guys, and there's a wide variety. There's big and tall guys, mm. smaller guys, faster guys, quicker guys. There's just about any type of receiver that you want. That's awesome. All right, well, that's going to do it for us here on this Buccaneers Insider Live from the Combine. Thanks so much for being with us, and we'll be back next week over at the Advent Health Training Center answering more of your questions now that we will know a lot more about this potential upcoming drafts. We'll see you then.